Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> What's up, Dad Head Crew? Ed here. And on this episode, I give you guys the amazing Tyler Shore. Listen, the guy balances a ladder on his face. That's right, this guy. He goes to basketball games. He goes to a lot of baseball games. That's right, a lot of minor league games. So, you guys got to listen to this episode. He even tells us the time where he balanced a chihuahua on a chair uh, on his face. That's right. He did that. Uh, you got to listen to the story. I cannot tell you how much uh, fun I had. Uh, uh, I want to thank him because, guys, this was a lot of fun. And you guys need to be following him on all his social. I'm going to put that at the end of the episode. You guys already know this. But anyway, without further ado, I'll give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of Dad Hat Chronicles. My name is Ed, and with me, guys, I have a treat for you guys. I have, and I, I listen to it. I make sure that I went on your LinkedIn profile and I listen to your voice, so you can actually, I can actually, you know, say your name correctly. So don't, I did. Don't that. butcher my stage name. I know. I know. Tyler <laughs> Shewer. There we I go. Mean, Very nice. See, I make. I, I listened to it like three or four times just to make sure that I got it right. <laughs> Uh, how you doing, Tyler? How, how you doing, my friend? I am great. I'm currently here at a hotel in Fairfield, Connecticut, on the road like normal, and just got, you know, doing some halftime shows last night and today, and life is great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So before we, you know, we get into that, you know, what you actually do, right? Um, I want to, I want to get to know you, right? I want to know how you got into, you know, loving sports, right? What's what was what was that moment for you or moments uh, that you got into uh, loving sports, my friend? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there was a certain moment that I was like, hey, you know what? I like sports today. I mean, I was kind of brought up in a family where my grandfather worked in sports. My father worked in sports. My grandfather and father both played sports. I mean, multiple sports, you know, basketball, baseball. Um, so I just always grew up with sports on in the background. doesn't matter what sport it was. It was the Sixers, the Phillies, the Eagles. Something was already on TV, you know, during the day. So I uh, just grew up around sports, liking sports. You know, the great thing about sports is it's not like a movie or TV show where, you know, it's like someone knows what the ending is sports. No one knows what the ending is until it happens. So that's the beauty of sports. It's unpredictable and no one knows until it happens, which is always drew me in. So um, played baseball, basketball, football as a kid. And in high school, I had the opportunity to play some baseball in college. I um, graduated from Palm Beach Atlantic University in West Palm Beach, uh, I was a pitcher there for three years, right-handed pitcher. Um, so I was able to take my abilities from the high school level to the college level, which not many people get to do. So that was really cool to me. Um, 
uh, so yeah, sports has always been in my life and I was able to enjoy it and play it for many years. That's awesome. So you're a pitcher. Um, what was your, your number one pitch? Uh, I had a very good slider. I nice. mean, my, my fastball in high school was above average. Uh, once I got to college, though, I was a very average, you know, had a <laughs> very average fastball. But uh, the, the slider is what really got people out. That's awesome. I love it. What was your final ERA when you uh, finally were done and you hung it up? Oh, man, I don't know what my career ERA was. I do know that my sophomore year, I led my team in ERA and wins. Nice. Um, I don't know what i could probably look it up for you no don't really worry matter. about it it's we'll look it up eventually that's cool it's, dude it's somewhere in the, probably in the three to the fours um yeah that's pretty cool I'm, i was never able to uh play college i mean i played like half a year in high school and then that was it for me i was done no more for me <laughs> so um okay so Tell me, you decided that one day, you know, you have this very unusual skill that not a lot of people have, and you decided that you wanted to do something about it. Like, you know, how did you were like, I can do this for a career? All right. All right. So Tell me the story, is, my friend. This is a long story. So buckle in, strap your seatbelts on. Um, pretty, pretty long story. So I was 11 years old. I was bored one day at baseball practice. I bounced the baseball bat on my nose and I was like, this is pretty cool. I can balance things on my face. I wonder if I can do other stuff. So, uh, kind of went around school, went around my house and realized anything I could lift, I could balance on my face. First try. I never had to practice. I don't practice. I just literally walked around and saw, you know, a baseball bat, a broom, a hockey stick, a golf club, a chair, an ironing board, like and anything I could lift, I balanced it first try. Never had to practice. I know, very strange. Your look on your face is pure shock, like, what? You don't practice? That's the reaction I get all the time. I never had to practice. It's a God-given ability that, like I said, for the first time ever, anything I grabbed, I could just balance. So um, didn't really do much with that for like two or three or four years. Um, when I was 14, I did my first talent show at my church. Uh, I did my balancing act. People kind of enjoyed it and then started entering some local talent shows uh, in the community, some teen talent shows, some, you know, different talent shows. I won a couple of those, got, you know, like gift cards for like Amazon. Um, so I was like, oh, cool. I can, it's fun. I make, make some, make like 25 bucks here and there, winning a, winning a talent show. So um, that was pretty cool. So um, like I said, I've always been around sports. I've gone to basketball games, NBA, college basketball, and every game I've gone to, there's usually some sort of a halftime show, whether it be, you know, the, the Frisbee dogs or the jugglers or the jump ropers, whatever. So um, I was like, hey, I wondered if a team would allow me to do a halftime show. So I emailed a couple local colleges, got in touch with Temple University and said, hey, I have a balancing act. Can I do a halftime show? And they said, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll let you come out and do a halftime show. I'm like, great emailing some more halftime shows again i was originally from the philadelphia um area so i did halftime shows at temple uh lasalle st joe's drexel and penn again pretty much all for free i think at the time um flash forward i think i'm now 16 or 17 and i'm doing a halftime show at uh temple university and after my show this guy walks down to me and says tyler love your show i am the commissioner of the atlantic 10 tournament love your show can you come do uh some conference basketball tournament games for us in March. And I said, yeah, great. Sounds good. He's like, awesome. He's like, how much do you charge? What? He's like, what's your fee? I don't, I don't have a fee. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, so I go, I don't know. Like, 
20, 25 bucks, 25. And he laughs in my face. He goes, 25 bucks. What are, you, what are you talking about, man? He's like, we'll pay you $500 per show plus travel. And I'm like, what? It's a five minute halftime show. And they're going to pay me $500 per show. I'm like, heck yeah. Where do I sign? He's like, great. So you dates. Next week we'll, we'll get you for the women's tournament. The men's tournament is going to be great. Awesome. So here I am. I'm like, wow, I can maybe make some money out of this. So I started expanding my reach, not just the Philadelphia schools, but I started reaching the Jersey and New York and Maryland, and, you know, within a two hour drive. I mean, for 500 bucks, I'm not going to try to fly to Texas, California. I'll lose money. So started getting a couple more shows. I got University of Maryland. I got Rutgers. I got Princeton. I got Fordham, you know, again, about 500, 250 bucks to 500 bucks per show. Uh, I went to college in Florida. I got uh, Florida Atlantic University. I did uh, UCF. I did Lynn University. So um, again, just shows here and there. Fast forward to my senior year of college. I've been doing halftime shows now for about five or six years. Again, charging around $500 per show, thinking this is the best thing in the world. So I, my degree was in physical education. So I'm getting my resume reviewed. Yeah. And this lady, it was Jennifer. She worked at my school. She got my resume and, and she said, Says, what does this say here? You you do halftime shows? And I'm like, yeah, I, I have a balancing show. I balance ladders and bikes and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, that's cool. And I go, yeah. And I said, and guess how much I make per show? And she's like, what do you make per show? And I'm like, I make $500 per show. And I'm all proud. And she like looks at me like she's not disgusted, but she like kind of like scuffs me, like laughs in embarrassment, laugh like – like that's that's not a lot. And I'm like, lady, you don't get it. Like it's a it's a five minute show, and I'm getting five hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollars a minute. Like yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, no, like you don't know what you're talking about. She's like, I think you're way underselling yourself. Like you could be charging a lot more. And I'm like, well, how would I go about finding out what I could charge? Right. It was well, you know, contact some of the other national halftime acts out there. Contact some of the bigger schools and see what they charge. So I did that. And found out I was way undercharging and could be charging, you know, three to four <laughs> to five to six times more than what I was charging at the time. And I'm like, this is insane. So <laughs> I'm looking at my my first year, you know, what I would make as a teacher. And I'm like, I'd make like $35,000 as a first year teacher. And I said, if I can do this balancing thing full time and I get, you know, 20 halftime shows in a year boom, there you go. That's already going to be more than my salary as a teacher. So I'm like, let's see if I can make this a full-time job. So I said, Hey mom, dad, you, you cool. If I put my college degree on hold for a little bit and see if I can make it as an entertainer. And they're like, yeah, go for it. And I, and I said to them, I was like, listen, I'll give this two years. If it doesn't work after two years, I have my degree. I'll go back teaching, but let's just give it two years and see if anything develops. So worked my tail off emailed and called every college team in the country, every minor league team in the country. And my first four years out of college, I was the number one most booked halftime show in college basketball, averaging about 50 shows a year uh, for, for halftime shows. And then I broke into the baseball world and I also average about 50 to 60 shows a year for that. So I do about a hundred shows a year uh, between minor league baseball and um, NBA and college basketball. So uh, it, it didn't, I didn't think it was going to be this, this successful early on, uh, but it was, and I'm very blessed and I'm very fortunate that I never had to, never had to be a gym teacher and, uh, <laughs> right. four cards and parent teacher conferences and, you know, kids that are being disrespectful to me. So I have the best job in the world. That's, that's the story of how I discovered it, broke in, realized I could do it as a career and made it my full-time job. The, 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 the most wild part of that, about all of this is one that you don't practice like at all zero like, 
no practice. That's insanity. You know, like a good for you. That's awesome. God given talent and you don't even have to do anything. So jealous. A lot of the halftime shows out there, you know, are, are, uh, it's a very skill-based halftime show. I don't know if you heard of, you know, Red Panda yep. or Christian and Scooby or uh, Grace Good or, um, the, you know, just different halftime shows. They they spend a lot of time practicing their craft and 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 building strength and endurance and just it's a skill-based stuff. I mean, my stuff is skill-based too, but funny story, during COVID, all the sports went away. All, all of us performers were hurt the most because. Yeah, nothing to do. Nothing yeah. to do. Not only, like there weren't any sports for six months, and then when sports came back, there were no fans. And then where there were fans, you couldn't be on the court. So I went 370 days without income. But a funny story about that was my last halftime show before COVID was March 7th for a team in South Dakota. My next halftime show after that was March 17th the following year. Well, during that 375 days, I didn't balance a single thing. And I got thrown back, not thrown back, but I did my halftime show after 370 days of no practicing, no nothing. And I did a, a flawless show and there were no hiccups. Like most people would be like, are you kidding me? If I took 370 days off, I would come back and, you know, things would be all over. The, well, you know, imagine like a baseball player, you know, yeah, taking 300 days off and then going to the batter's box. They, I don't know if that's a bad example, but no, you know, it's uh, a great I, example. Like, listen, you don't, you don't hit, you don't swing a bat from, for a full year. Right, your, your your bet speed is off. You're like your your eye coordination is off. So like Timing. that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be sore, but yeah. I, I literally I was like I got there. My father was with, with me was with me for that show, and I think he's like, are you gonna be okay? Like doing the show without not having to do anything for 370 days? I'm like, I guess we're gonna find out. So <laughs> I did the show, and it was just like you know, kind of riding a bike. I picked it up as if I've been doing my normal hundred shows a year, and uh, it all worked. That's awesome. Okay. So let me ask you this. So you obviously you don't practice, so you don't have anything that you, do you bring anything with you or do you just pick random things from, you know, from fans, from people uh, uh, when you're at doing your show? How do you, how do you do that? It's a great question. And it, it's kind of uh, two different answers depending on the sport. So like okay. I said, I do halftime shows for college basketball and NBA, and I do baseball entertainment um, in the summer for tons of minor league baseball teams. So for basketball games, I do the same set show on the court, every single game with the same props every time. Six minute show. Um, what I do is some of the stuff I bring with me, some of the stuff I buy and some of the stuff the team provides for me that I say, Hey, I need this, this, and this. Um, so it's always the same show with the same props, which makes my life very easy. And there's no, never going to be any, um, scare of, Hey, we have this big, uh, ladder, but it's, it's wood. Can you balance that? I'm like, no, it has to be this brand this way, blah, blah, blah. So every basketball show is the same. I have the same props. Baseball is kind of, it has two parts. I do my on field shows for baseball games where, you know, space out throughout the games. I do um stuff during the inning breaks which again that on-field stuff some of the stuff i bring some of the stuff i buy some of the stuff the team provides for me like the team gives me a baseball bat a bicycle uh a chair and an ironing board and i kind of supply the rest by either flying with it or, or mm -hmm. buying it when i get there but which you've probably seen on my website the really fun part about baseball games is when I'm not on the field, I go into the crowd and I say, yep. Hey guys, I'm here because I can balance anything on my face. I want you guys to challenge me to balance whatever you guys got. So I'm in the stands pretty much all game long, as long as I'm not on the field, balancing whatever they got. And for that part, that's where I balance 
whatever they have. I mean, hats, gloves, shoes, water bottles, beers, ice cream cones, sunglasses, prosthetic legs, strollers, you know, you name it, wheelchairs. <laughs> oh, prosthetic anything. leg. Oh my gosh. I have, I have pictures on my phone of probably 10 prosthetic legs that I've balanced. It's more common than you would think. Um, <laughs> and they range from like ankle to knee down. And I've gotten a full on thigh from like a seven year old vet that he just like literally on like, slip, here leg, you go, takes it off. I went to balance it and the knee bent down. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So, um, so that's kind of how this, how, how the, the props work is, you know, for basketball, I bring everything. It's the same show baseball on field stuff's always the same, but when I go on the crowd, I never know what I'm going to balance. That's the fans determine how the night goes with whatever they got. Some nights it's a lot of, you know, hats and gloves and shoes. Some nights the fans can get really creative and there's a wide variety of action figures. Like I said, prosthetic legs, strollers, food, hot dogs, you know, it's so it can be, um, uh, it's it's a surprise to me, and it's it's fun for me to do baseball games just because of the element of surprise, and I never know how it's going to go. You know, that's awesome. Like I like that part, right? Like the the element of surprise. Like, early, you know, somebody's just going to say, "All right, here, here's the hot dog, or here's the sunglass." Which, by the way, I am seeing on your website one of the pictures of you balancing a sunglass, which is pretty amazing. You know, you got like you said, your ironing board, your shoes, hats. The most impressive to me as an adult is the fact that you balanced a water bottle on top of a um, the, and on top, the beer on top. That's amazing. That is one of my, uh, best reactions when I go to baseball games. Cause I, I usually start small in each section and go, Hey guys, I'm here. Cause I can balance anything. Give me your stuff, whatever you got, like wave it up in the air. So I usually, you know, I try to, um, like my basketball show, my baseball show kind of increases in difficulty and that wow factor as the show goes on. And I try mm -hmm. to make that same effect in the stand. So, when I say, hey, guys, give me anything, I just kind of start and I do a glove, a hat, a shoe, and then I'll kind of get to the uh, bigger stuff like um, like action figures or pizza boxes or I'm trying to think of, you know, things I do commonly in the stands, um, hair, hairbrushes, cell phones, and then uh, sunglasses, which I have right here, which yeah, are my that. favorite thing to balance because of the shape. Yeah, Although, it's insane. This is a podcast so no one can see this, but maybe you can get, kind of verbalize what you're seeing. Oh, right my. Now. He literally is bad. Dude, you literally are balancing a pair of sunglasses on your face right now. By, by the, the part that rests on your ear. Yeah, like the, the back part of the sunglass, not the actual big part, like the, the length part, but the actual one of the uh, sides. How? Oh, how in the world? Yeah. But then, so then, so then for baseball games, again, I've done 300 baseball games in my career. And usually each baseball game, I balance between three to five full cups of beer. So what I do is I say, come on, guys, what else can I balance? And usually early on, people, you know, the, the men that think they're funny go, balance my beer. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, so I go, yeah, I can balance that beer in my belly. <laughs> so yeah. I dismiss them. And yeah. then, you know, later on, you know, kind of once the crowd is getting slower and there's not as many things to balance, I go, hey, no, I don't really want to blow your minds. What else can I balance? Actually, hey, where was the guy with the beer? Where's that beer guy? And he'll he'll raise his full glass. So I go, okay, here's the full beer. And I take a full, you know, 16 or 24 ounce clear cup of beer Yep. and say, actually, you know what? Anybody have a water bottle here? So someone will give me a Gatorade bottle or water bottle, and I'll put the full cup of beer on a upside-down water bottle. So the, the cap's on the bottom, flat parts at the top, and I put the beer on the water bottle. And I usually go, 
oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. This makes me nervous. Like I've done it 5,000 times. Yeah, but I got to make the illusion that like, of course, oh, yeah. this. this seems dangerous. This is dangerous. I'm like, well, guys, what do you think? Do you guys want to see me do this? And they go, yeah. yeah. So I go, all right, guys, here's the deal. If I can, if I can do this, go crazy. And I go, if I drop this, still go crazy. And you know, they laugh. <laughs> So I go, here we go. And, and usually the, the Tyler chants start. And, Tyler, yeah. Tyler. So you stand on someone's seat. I stand right in front of somebody. I go, you're about to be in the splash zone. Ha, ha, ha. Never drop anything. Beer goes on top. Water bottle underneath. Goes on the nose. I put my hands out. And that's when the crowd goes the craziest all the time in the stands. Because that's just such a, a cool thing. It's 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 a cool, it's unique. There's danger and it's expensive. I mean, if I drop that beer, someone's out anywhere between eight and 15 bucks depending yeah. on where in the country i am um what's also funny is sometimes i'll i'll say all right i want to blow your minds anybody got a beer and i'll i'll try to find someone that has a full beer i'm like hey sir can i borrow that beer and they're like no because it's expensive and i go all right i'll make you a deal i drop your beer i'll buy you two more and then they instantly go oh deal Here, please get two more if you drop drop well, it please after Three hundred shows and probably fifteen hundred beers balanced. I've never had to buy anybody a beer. I've never dropped it. That's amazing! Congratulations! I'm gonna so. give you. Yep, that's awesome. <laughs> you know that many beers that you've never dropped once. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. I, I I really do like the the surprise part of it, right? Like you know, like you know, there's nothing. It, it, because I think that makes the show, in my opinion, to, you know, when you're saying, like, yeah, I'm going to surprise these guys and like, give me what you want, what you got, give me. And that's the entertaining part. That's awesome. Congratulations, man. That's, that's pretty cool. Well, and Real quick. I know you probably got more questions, but one thing I want to add about the, the baseball, I guess, surprises when I do yeah. basketball shows, like I said, I bring all my own props. It's the same thing every time. A lot of times when I'm leaving the arena or I'm in the concourse, people stop me and they go, okay, man, like, was that ladder real? I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, like there's no way you can balance a real ladder. Like, is it styrofoam? Is it made of plastic? Like, they, if my props are real, which you know, I, I get it. I mean, you, you've seen magic shows where you know the, the cuts the the woman in half and it makes yeah. it look like well, he's not actually cutting a woman in half, but he's making the illusion as if he's doing that. That's me. I'm not. I'm not tricking you with what I'm doing. If I if you see a ten pound or a, a ten foot 40 pound ladder out there that I'm balancing. There's no trick. I'm actually doing it. But what the great thing about baseball is when I go on the stands, people still might have that question of oh, it's fake. There's blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a fake prop. Well, when I say, give me your stuff and they give me their cell phone, their glasses, their shoe, their hat, their, you know, fill in the blank. At that moment, they realize, okay, this is legit. He's balancing my thing. And obviously my shoe from home isn't magnetized or on a string or, you know, fake. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's one of the things that's fun about baseball games. But the other thing about baseball games that it took me a couple of years to learn this was I used to go on the stands and I tried to do different items and not repeat items. Cause you know, if I balance a couple of hats in a row, people are like, dude, we get it. You can balance a hat. Why? So, and I used to go on the stands early on and say, guys, give me something. So I balance a hat. I balance a glove. And then I'd say, what else can I balance? And if kids were holding up hats or gloves, I'd say, Hey, no, no, no. I've already balanced that. Let's do something else. And I, and, um, and I, I'd move on. It didn't, it didn't hit me till a couple of years later where to those kids, it didn't how many hats, how many gloves I balanced. They wanted me to balance their, their hat. Yep. So now my show, 
come more annoying to some of the this crowd because I might go into a section of 500 people and balance 15 hats on my face. And it's, it's, it's boring to me and it's kind of annoying to me, but there has been literally times where I have gone into a section and balanced 14 hats from kids. And I say, what else can I do? And the little kid's still holding his hat and I balance his hat and the reaction and the joy and the laughter and the excitement on that kid's face. I got 15, it's not the 15th hat. It's his hat. Yep. When I balance his hat, that kid, I have pictures on my website of, of little kids just in pure joy and, and, and pure, um, you know, wow. And because and, he was home tonight and he doesn't go to his friends and say, this guy balanced 15 hats. He goes, this guy, amazing Tyler balanced my hat. And that's exactly. What about. And that's what I didn't realize until two years later that it doesn't matter how many times I balance something in the stands. If there's a kid holding up an object in their hand, yeah. I'm going to try to my best to balance that object. To make that kid feel important, that kid feeling special. Um, at the same time, you know, trying to do to to do variety in the yeah. same same time. You want to do variety, but like you said, like you know, you you you're like you're one of those is like you you get it right. Like I mean, this kid is looking for like he's going to be talking about that for weeks with his friends and family that you balance his hat or his glove, whatever it was, and he's going to be super happy about that. So right. I, and, and every once in a while, I'll have to like run down of the field because it's like there's three outs and I'm, I'm going to be on the field in a couple minutes, and you know, and I'll still say like, hey, what else can I balance? And there'll be a kid in the back row with his hat off that I didn't get to. And I say, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm out of time. I got to go. And as I'm running up the steps, I see that kid in the background just yeah. get uh, crushed. It saddens me that I couldn't get to him. But like I said, I, I balanced 14 hats in that section. And I say, hey, guys, I got to go. And I see that kid just get so oh, sad that yeah. I didn't get the time to balance his hat. And I, I wish I could stay there for eight hours and balance everybody's hats. But you know, life is life and you can't always, you can't always, get to everybody, yeah. you know, it is part of life, my friend. Um, so I see that, you know, you're, you're starting to, uh, get, uh, pretty busy when, uh, this, uh, with a lot of baseball. Um, so, and I, and are you doing any other sports besides, you know, uh, basketball, college basketball, or even, uh, baseball, you, you're, you, you have, you've expanded into any other sports. Yeah, I mean, I I spend my most time marketing myself to baseball and basketball just because those are the, the area, yeah. shows, the easiest sports that would fit my type of show. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I do email a couple hockey teams every year because there are intermission performances. I have emailed indoor uh, lacrosse, like box lacrosse or yeah. arena football. But I just – I found that the – people I can connect with and the interest from those sports isn't as high as baseball and basketball. So why spend hours and days and weeks marketing to those teams when the return on and the investment isn't there? It's so, not going to be there. Yeah. Um, I, I spend 60% of my time marketing the ba baseball teams, 40% of my time marketing um, to basketball teams. But I mean, if anyone wants to reach out to me and book me for a show, I'm always open. I mean, I've done, I've done hockey. I've done indoor lacrosse. I've done indoor soccer. I've done indoor football. Um, I'm now breaking into the, to the NASCAR world, which is such a big lucrative multi-billion dollar business where I didn't really like, I'm like NASCAR, like, how do I do that? I can't like perform on the track while there's cars going by, but they, these NASCAR um, tracks are huge. And the entertainment aspect outside of these tracks I, I never was a NASCAR fan growing up. I don't know if you've ever been to a NASCAR race, but I mean, I have. they have trucks and trucks and entertainment and live bands and games and sponsors. And there's just so much activity and, and stuff and entertainment opportunities for NASCAR. So um, I got booked 
um, for my first NASCAR gig last year in Phoenix. It was actually the the Cup Series Championship in Avondale, Arizona. I didn't realize how big of an event that was till I got there, and people were like, "Dude, this is like the World Series of NASCAR." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I did that. <laughs> they liked it. I got booked to perform in Martinsville for um, Martinsville Speedway in October. That turned into getting booked for um, Atlanta Motor Speedway. So I'm breaking into the NASCAR realm a little bit more. And the beauty about NASCAR is there's so many tracks around the country and they, they race almost every Saturday and Sunday. So there's a lot of opportunities there. So I'm trying to break myself into more of that. But it's if I do 100 shows a year, Ed, mm-hmm. the, the numbers break down to 60 baseball, 37 basketball and the remaining three is either hockey or nascar or some random that's awesome soccer football you know whatever i mean i i'm looking right now at the 2023 book teams for minor league baseball that you've already have i mean you're you go from affiliated baseball independent baseball college you know um Baseball. So you have some amazing teams. You know, you got the Crawdads, the the Buffalo Bisons, the Greenville Drive, Red Sox, Salem Red Sox. So you you got like you're you're not you know just setting yourself with just one sport is you know one uh, one uh, league. It's just listen. Anybody that's willing to uh, to say, Literally. let's yep. go. Anybody wants to, I say all the time, like people come up to me and say, would you be willing to do a game at this? Or would you really be coming and perform for this? And I'm like, I'm willing to perform anywhere. Anywhere. I do right. This is my fee that, that I charge for NBA, Major League Baseball. Like if you can pay me this, I'll come do your, um, you know, little little league baseball or, you know, the whatever it is ceremony like I'll, I'll come do your little uh girl's cut cookie ceremony if you pay me what my list fee is i don't care where i'm you know, <laughs> as long as i can look at it. So, um but yeah you're i i've done in, in the baseball round at least i've done major league baseball triple a double a single a independent college wooden bat and rookie i mean there's every level of baseball that there is i've done except for actually as the college baseball as well i've done uh Texas A&M brought me out for um, big conference play last year when they played LSU. That was really fun doing actual college baseball, not just like the summer leagues. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations, man. That's a, that's amazing. I, I, uh, I, I wish I was able to have that kind of skill. I don't, um, you know, if I, you know, if I, if I was able to do something like that, I'd probably break my face, which <laughs> I am going to go into your frequently asked questions now. I mean, this go. is the ones that everybody, you know, is going to ask. So I want to just get it out of the way. So that way, Everybody knows it on the podcast now. Okay. And, and I'm sure this question changes a lot, uh, but what is the coolest thing that you've ever balanced? Yeah. Coolest thing I've ever balanced. Um, I mean, there's a whole variety of, of things. I mean, coolest thing I, I do 10 foot ladders. I think my favorite thing to balance, I just showed you is sunglasses just yeah. because of the way that it's shaped, it's not like a normal up and down baseball bat or, you know, ironing or uh, like a baseball bat or golf club or tennis racket that's just up and down. It's such a weird shape that mm-hmm. I think that's one of the coolest things I can balance. Obviously, we talked about the beers, uh, prosthetic legs are just weird. Um, but as far as coolest thing I've ever balanced, I'm going to show you a video and maybe you can verbalize try to describe it. Yeah. What, what you're seeing on this screen right now. That is a that is a chair, right? That I'm seeing right now, and I'm I can barely see it. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a there's a glare. But is that a baby in there or a toddler? There's a four year old. I'm trying to figure out what the best way would be for you to see this without. Oh, I saw it. I've got you. Literally, that's a beach chair, right now that you balance on your face with a toddler on it. 
Correct. The kid's probably four or five years old and weighs oh anywhere God. between 40 and 60 pounds. Yeah, which maybe if I turn my brightness down on my phone, maybe that would uh maybe that That's, would yeah, yeah, there, there it is. Oh brightness. my god. That's insane. Yeah, so that's probably the coolest thing. Um balanced and, and I've actually I've balanced multiple kids on chairs um throughout my career. I've done um I've done dogs in chairs. Let me see if I can. A uh, dog? So when I go to baseball games, I go, guys, anything you got, challenge me to balance. And They really do like, challenge. Like, People challenge you. you. Balance my dog. And I'm like, okay, I'll balance your dog. Oh, do I, not have <laughs> I swear I saved this video, but it was like this little like three or four pound little chihuahua dog. And I put him in a chair and balance dog in chair together. I really can't believe I don't have this video right now. Wow, that's insanity um but i love while you're looking for that one i love that question here question number three which is hilarious does that hurt your face i mean i think that's a pretty obvious yes and i i I think if you're on my website i think the answer i have on my website is yes yes it does thanks for noticing (laughs) right yeah so yeah thanks for for pointing out the obvious as you can imagine I'm, i'm balancing you know 40 pound ladders i'm balancing wheelbarrows by the handle and all that pressure is going down into my chin yes that hurts like what do you think would happen if you tried it like i'm not (laughs) i'm not immune to pain Uh, i found i found the video of the dog so it's very hard to see but there's a little dog up there on that chair that's wow. And I'm so surprised. Listen, because the dog, I have a chihuahua myself that <laughs> it is like, you know, not moving like crazy or trying to, you know. Well, I I, I told the owner, I said, listen, if I do this, I'm going to put the dog in the chair and lift him up. Will he be able to stay? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's very well behaved. So as I was lifting him up, the owner kept saying, you know, I don't Chico, stay, stay, stay. And I, I balanced it and, you know, good for the dog. He stayed he stayed uh, in place and I was able to balance it and it makes for a great video. Yeah, my dog would not be able to do that. I'm going to tell you that right now. My <laughs> chihuahua, she would have been like jumping off the chair. So um, I'm also very impressed that, oh, my God, there is the leg with the whole prosthetic leg. Whole prosthetic leg from the from the calf down. Yeah. What do you find it easier for you to in your face to balance that? Is it like in your nose, like your chin? Great question. People ask me all the time, like, you know, how do you decide if you're going to go balance it on your nose or balance it on your chin? And it, the answer is very simple. It's a weight, mm. uh, strictly weight. So um, I believe if it's like three pounds or less, I'll put it on my nose. It's just easier for me to balance closer to my eyes. It's just a, a better angle. Yep. If it's over three pounds, it usually goes to my chin just because it would squash your nose. Like you yeah. can't, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to do my best. Uh, you know, if you, if you put two pounds of force on your oh, nose, yeah, it'll just stay out. Squ- yeah. Smash your nose and that would just won't work. And it, plus it's very painful. So, yeah. um, uh, yeah, it's, it's the, usually the, the size of it and also the weight of it depends on if it goes nose or chin. That's awesome. And I did see, uh, cause I am on your website, the fact that you literally balanced a, uh, a guard, a, uh, outdoor table. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was one of the most painful things. And you, you may even notice um, a lot of the times when I'm balancing these super heavy things like tables um, or wheelchairs yeah. or like, super heavy chairs, there's something else on my chin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what picture you're looking at. I think I know what picture you're looking at. It's like a glass table. Yeah. And are there, are there it, people in the bullpen behind yeah. me looking at me? Yep. Yeah. So that was uh, with the Battle Creek bombers at the time. 
And so for stuff like that, where it's super heavy and all the, all the weight goes down to one little spot, mm-hmm. um, it, it's basically, it, it's, it's PSI, it's pressure per square inch yeah, um, or pounds, pounds per square inch. And when, when I do my ladders, it's a big, heavy ladder, but I have this big foam piece on the bottom. So it's very wide. So the, the pressure gets distributed They're all over. Yeah. So, and my best example is, you know how people can lay down on a, on a bed of nails mm-hmm. and get like cinder blocks broken on them. Like how does it not pierce their back? Well, because that weight is being distributed over a thousand nails. If you laid on one nail, it would pierce right through your back. Yeah. Same thing with this table is, you know, a 40 pound table. If it all goes down to one little inch of thing onto my face, right through well, really, really, really painful. So I have to put either uh, a napkin underneath the chair or the table or uh, sometimes a, a towel or a, a washcloth so that um, it doesn't puncture my my face or really, really, really dig into my face and hurt. So I think in that picture, I do have um, something under it and people say, oh, you're cheating. You're putting a cloth. Okay, fine. I won't do it then if I'm cheating. My, okay. Sorry. Good, yeah. good luck. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah. You, yeah. If you want to do it without the thing, go for it, bud. Yeah. Okay. Cause you can't do it either. Just so you know, like, you know, I'm the one here doing it. Not, not actually, me. Actually, that, that makes me think of another story. When I go in the stands again, I'm doing everything under the sun and, I'm, and, and every once in a while, someone will give me like, uh, you know, those, those mini bats are like two, yep. two long or a foot and a half. Long. So I make balancing look very easy. It's not easy. I've really never met anyone in my life that could do it, but I, I do it so much that I make it look very easy. So every once in a while I keep my ears open when I'm balancing and I'll, I'll balance, you know, sometimes it's a baseball or a little mini bat and I'll hear some guy or girl or, or husband or wife or little kid go, that's easy. And I, I'm always listening for that. And as soon as I hear that, I, I, I get some joy because I spin around as fast as I can and go, who said that? Who said that? You, okay, so easy. You, you do it. Yeah. And either either they'll, they'll say, no, 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 no. I, I meant easy for you. I said, I don't care. Hey, everyone, this person thinks it's easy. I go, stand up. <laughs> I make them stand up for the whole section. I go, this person thinks it's easy. And I embarrass the crap out of them. And I go, this person thinks it's easy. So I give them you know, the baseball bat or the baseball. And so, okay, you try it. And I stand there, look at them like that. And as soon as they drop it, I go, oh, not so easy, huh? And I give them a high five. I'm not, I'm not there to No, be no, mean. but it's all in, the, all in it's, fun it's all and good fun. nature. I, yeah. I, it's, they were the ones that screamed out, that's easy. So, hey, if you're going to call me out, I'm calling I'm gonna you call out. I'm going to call you out, yeah. yeah. Everyone watches person fail and then they, they can't do it. And they, 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 they slowly slide that. Oh, like, never mind. Beer. We're going to go sit down and drink my beer now. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, when people call me out for going, that's cheating or that's easy. It just, it makes me laugh because like, like my response no. always be, then you get up here and, and you try and, it's, yeah. and it's, you're yeah. the one that's getting paid, but like, come on, let's go. Let's see, <laughs> Let, you know, let's see you do it then. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I love it, dude. That, I mean, these are, like I said, you got a, you're, you're balancing a bicycle on your chin, uh, the chair, the, obviously the, you got the, the ladder, which is, you know, your uh, part of your logo as well, which is, uh, you know, again, I would not be able to do it. The wheelbarrow, you got that video there. That's, that's in, that's impressive, man. That is super impressive. And the fact that one of your frequently asked questions is, have you ever broken your nose? And you have not broken your nose doing this. Now I know why. It's because of the weight distribution. And then you're only going to put, you know, that in it, one, you have not dropped like anything. A ton. Like, yeah, like, do you ever broke your nose? Like that, that, that you can do this? I, people think that, like, for me to be able to do this, I must have broken my nose in the past. I don't know how that correlates, but... Um, people have their own ways of of justifying how I'm doing it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, 
or like people ask me all the time, like they'll go, they'll come up to me, like usually like an older gentleman, like a seven-year-old gentleman. And they'll go, okay, buddy, like what's, what's the trick? What's the secret? And, and like I said to you before, I am not a magician. I'm not an illusionist. When people do some of this stuff, they trick your mind into, into magic or, but for, for me, I, I tell them I'm actually doing this. This is an actual talent that I have. I'm not tricking your mind with people say like, Oh, do you have magnets in your chin? Do you have an insert in your chin? Do you have uh strings attached to it? Do you have they, they see what I'm balancing and in their mind, like, like I said, when I do this, when I balance these glasses on my face and in person, when people see this, Everything you've been taught your whole life, Ed, your brain tells you what I'm looking at is not possible with the laws of physics, right? right. Like you see that and you go, that's, that shouldn't be possible. So people have to come up with a, they a have to justify, they have to justify what they're seeing. So they've already ruled out. That's not possible by the laws of physics. That's right. not, it's not possible. So how are you doing that? Like what's, what's this, what's the trick? What's the secret? And I have to convince them. No, what you're seeing is actually happening. I'm actually doing it. It's a skill set that I have. I can balance anything. And, um, but yeah, I, I answer the question all the time. Like, what's the trick? What's the secret? And I go, it's it's not, I'm not tricking your mind. It's, it's not an illusion. I have this ability that I can do this. And sometimes I'll go like, really? Or sometimes I'll just walk away and go, yeah, I'm not buying that crap. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, I'm, you know, it's like, I'm never, you're at that point that I'm never going to convince you. So, you know, have a good day. Great. Right, awesome. Right. Good for you. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward when you come up to, into the Carolinas, uh, wherever you're at, I'm going to try to make it up there. Cause I really want to see this in person. This is going to yeah, be, what part of North Carolina do you live? I'm in the uh, Raleigh Durham area. Raleigh Durham. Okay. Yeah. So, so I got, um, <clears throat> the Winston Salem dash, the yep. Annapolis Cannibalers haven't booked me yet, but I'm hoping to soon. Um, Oh, I'll, I'll make it to Canapolis. That's a beautiful ballpark there, man. I was trying to get the Durham bulls. Uh, so I, I, when I got booked for Winston Salem, I emailed them and said, Hey, I'm going to be in the area. I can give you some money off of travel. That's how I usually work. If I get booked, I'll email a close team and say, Hey, you want some travel mm -hmm. discount? So they were interested in possibly booking me on, um, that August what, 17th, you don't have dates in front of you, so you don't know, but I think it was, I think I'm in North Carolina twice in August. Nice. Um, Yeah, I'm doing <clears throat> August 17th, Winston-Salem Dash, August 18th, Hickory Crawl Dads, and I was trying to get Kannapolis for 16 and, and 19, and then also Durham, um, 16 and 19, and then Salem is not close to you. You got a whole bunch Salem of... Close. You got a whole bunch of uh, North Carolina uh, teams here too, so you got you got you got quite a few that you, if you if you're going to try to get them, yeah. um, I'll Just send you a list because I got a whole bunch of them. Yeah, I booked Asheville yesterday, so Asheville is a North Carolina team. I know oh yeah, Western Carolina. Yeah, that's a nice um, one too. You should check out that map, uh, baseballmapper.com. Just saying, they have a bunch of like they have an interactive map. I have like, my own map that I made. Nice, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I think I've been on that thing. There's different, it's probably different colors, but yeah, I have my own map where I can, I can view a map and it, it pops up all the different teams in, in the country. I can nice. tell me how far away from each other they are. Mudcast, you got, uh, you got a bunch of them. So yeah, dude, I'm telling you, yeah, let me, I'll, I'll find out when you put the list out out there. Uh, so I can definitely make it out. Cause that's going to be pretty impressive to see in person. I, it's just, it's good to see it in, you know, on video, but like, it's even better to see it in person. Right. And then video is, it's pretty cool. 
person is awesome. Oh, for sure. People tell me that all the time when, when they book me, they'll say, Tyler, you know, I watched all your videos. I've seen your videos, but seeing it live is such a, um, a different experience. People don't yeah. realize that. Absolutely. So, um, okay. So, um, my friend, uh, have have I asked? Have I have not asked anything, or uh, that that I have not missed? You know that I missed on this episode. Um, I mean, I, I guess other questions that people usually ask me is, does the travel get boring? Does the travel is the travel ever too much for you? Um, do you ever have any issues? I guess there are a few questions. So, I, I used to have a streak where I had two hundred and fifty shows without missing which is pretty impressive considering how much I fly and how many back-to-back days that I do. Yeah. Um, actually here, here's a stretch that I did uh, back in 2019. <clears throat> um, actually, let me, it's on my website. I always forget. So I had a show where I did five shows in <sighs> five days in five different States, which all of them required a flight. Um, so let me, let me call this up. It was, January 23rd through January 27th. On January 23rd, I did UMBC in Maryland. Then I flew to Stetson University in Florida. Then I flew to the Delaware Blue Coats in Delaware. Then I flew to Illinois State University. Then I flew back to do Villanova. So oh that's uh, pretty, uh, pretty impressive. And then I had a uh, March 8th, 9th, and 10th. I did the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament in Indianapolis. And I did March 9th, Weber State University in Salt Lake City. And then Ohio State University on the 10th in Columbus. So that's you know, Indianapolis to Salt Lake. So boom, boom, boom. Like I said, I did 250 shows in a row without missing a date via canceled flight, delayed flight, flat tire. And then um, my my first ever canceled show, unfortunately, was um, Old Dominion University, which was supposed to be January of 2020. Um, and I was flying from Cincinnati to Charlotte, Charlotte to Norfolk, and my Charlotte to Norfolk fl- flight got canceled. So I'm like, shoot. How do how else do I get there? So I flew from Cincinnati to LaGuardia, LaGuardia to Norfolk, and my LaGuardia to Norfolk flight got canceled as well. So that was my first ever canceled show. Um, I had another one this past summer in Corvallis, Oregon. My flight from Newark Airport to um, Portland, Oregon got delayed seven hours. And then by the time I landed, it would have been the sixth inning. So they just said, forget about it. Um, but I have like a 99% uh, arrival. Yeah, you can't um, rely. You know, it's just it happens. Like, you know, fl- things happen. But but for me, the travel has not yet got uh, too much yet. I mean, the things that suck sometimes are when I have like 7 a.m. flights and I'm an hour and a half away from the airport. Like, you know, I do these shows in Minnesota where I'm in St. Cloud or Mankato uh, or La Crosse, Wisconsin, where I mean, the closest airport is Minneapolis. It's two hours away. And the next morning I might have an 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. flight. Well, 9 a.m. flight turns in. I got to be there at eight. It's two hours away. I got to leave at six. So, you know, you back it up. I'm waking up at 4.30 a.m. for these flights sometimes, which is is rough. But I always say it's not like someone's forcing me to do this. This is my own choice. And it's, yeah, I signed up for this when I chose to make this my career is waking up early for flights. And so I don't I don't uh, hate it. I don't complain about it. I love my job. I have the best job in the world. I'm going to create a, a competition one day. It's called Beat Tyler. And I'm going to create a panel of judges and I'm going to present my job to these judges. And it's going to be a million dollar reward. If you can convince these judges, you have a better job than I have. You win a million dollars. It's yeah. all theoretical. But the, the point being, I really don't think 
anyone has a better job than me when it comes to the amount of fun that I have, the travel that I have, the enjoyment I have, the joy I bring to people, you know, the money I make and and uh, the places I can and see and go. It's I literally have, I believe in my mind, I have the best job in the world and I want to have someone d- debate me on if they have a better job than me because they Listen, don't. and you're collecting a crap ton of, uh, you know, flying miles, yeah, you know, it, hotel it's, stays. It's, it's amazing. Days. These teams pay for my travel, um, so my travel is reimbursed. And at the same time, I'm I'm earning all these hotel points and frequent flyer miles. So then, when my wife and I want to go on a honeymoon or a vacation or whatever, boom, it's done. It's paid. It's I, I get the free free flights, free hotels, uh, and it, it's it's awesome. Love it. That's amazing, my friend. That's amazing. All right. So, are you ready for my famous, not so famous questions? Yes. Uh, g- give me as much as you want. I love these questions. They're, all right. They're cool. Not the normal questions I hear all the time, uh, as far as with, with my job. They're they're out of the box. <laughs> I love it. So, so the 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 one question I ask everybody is when you go to a um a sporting event. Okay, that's the this is the very first question. You go to a sporting event. What is your drink and your food of choice? Uh, drink is probably, uh, a Gatorade and food choice is some sort of barbecue, like burger, like, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the barbecue whiskey, burger, like onion rings and, and pulled pork, and, all the stuff on it. Give me, give me like a barbecue cheeseburger with a Gatorade or lemonade. And I'm a happy guy. There you go. I love it. Okay. So you're walking down the street, you find $10,000. What's the Ooh. first thing that you do with those, with that money? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know why. I, I, right when you asked that question, I initially thought of jet ski. I don't know why I thought of a jet ski. <laughs> um, you know, but the, I guess to answer your question right now, the answer has to be jet ski, but give but, me, give me a, a week to decide. I probably, you know, you know Oh, you get a up. week. You, you'll, you'll change your mind like six or seven times, uh, you know, a day. Well, is, is my wife around or is, uh, well, is, that's is, true story. There you go. The my wife would tell me, well, like, we're going to go ahead and keep it. We're going to save it for later. I want to be going purse shopping or something. You know? <laughs> hey, this is my money. I found this money. I'm, not a I'm the one who found it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. In your opinion, who is the biggest party animal? Which animal is the biggest party animal? Uh, Post Malone. No, no, no. Animal. I oh. need an animal. Oh. A- a- who's the, what animal is the biggest party animal? Oh, yeah. Uh... I'm going to have to say geese. <laughs> they're a bunch of I little mean, jerks though man i they mean poop everywhere that, that's part of the, i mean you, you ever see new year's eve in, in times square when they leave there's poop everywhere there too true story true so, story I mean, they're always together they're always they're always squawking they're, they're partying they're always <laughs> together man horrible answer but <laughs> if you could have a wild animal as a pet which animal would you choose i gotta, gotta go penguin Penguin, oh, they're cool. They're pretty I cool. I would have to invest a lot of money in like a a cold ice environment with a, a swimming pond. But but the ten thousand dollars I found would go toward my penguin. Putting exhibit. your penguin pad. It all comes back. <laughs> have you ever regifted a gift? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the hesitation did. there. You're like, yes, I did. No, no. What's funny is because I just regifted a gift to my sister last Christmas, and she just gave it back to me yesterday, which is so funny. <laughs> I, I got a pair of shoes, and I gifted it to her, and they didn't fit her. And she's like, you gave me shoes that didn't fit, and they're men's shoes. She's like, you think I wouldn't figure out these are men's shoes? I'm like, okay. Sorry. So, oh, of course. You got to regift gifts all the time. Of course. I love it. Okay. <laughs> If you could be any fictional character, who would it be? Oh my gosh. These these are questions you need to think about. Any fictional character, who would it be? Yep. Um I'm gonna have to go. 
man, I mean, you, you got movies, you got TV shows, you got video games, you got exactly. Uh, I'm gonna have to go Pablo Sanchez from the video game Backyard Baseball. You know who that is? Yeah, that's a good one. Good job. Sanchez is the goat of all goats when it comes to sports. Backyard baseball. Love it. Love it. That's a great answer. Okay. Okay. So what do you do when you are bored? What's the one thing that you do? You're bored out of your mind. What do you do? Golf. I am a huge golfer. Love golfing. Um, have a couple spots around the country that I uh, put some money in that I can I can go and, and play golf in, in Florida and Myrtle Beach and and different places. But I am a golf, uh, not snob, a, a golf. Just fanatic. you just love oh, that. My, I, I I love playing it. I love I'm good at it, which which is which is makes you enjoy it even more. So uh, you find me on the golf course when I'm not doing shows. Like it. Okay. Where was what in your opinion the most boring sport? <laughs> I get in trouble if I say some stuff here, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I, yes, I was gonna go curling. Curling for sure. <laughs> but curling is a fun sport to play, though. To uh, to actually participate in, not bad. To watch, I get it. I love curling though, so I, I'm a little offended. I'm I hurt my heart. No, I'm just okay, kidding. I'll change my thing to badminton. How about that? Uh, I cannot understand that game. There's no way I can understand that game at all. Darts. <laughs> ESPN the Ocho, here we go. PBA okay. bowling. Yeah, no. <laughs> They're right. It's on ESPN all the time now. Uh okay, your first job. What was your first job ever? First job, I actually worked as a boat driver as a in a camp in New Hampshire. Uh my job was it was a it was a family camp. So people would come down, parents and kids, and I would pull people uh behind the ski boats on uh water skis. Um, tubes. I love launching people on the tubes and, and getting them in the air. That was my that's first. That's pretty job. cool. Boat driver. That's, that's a pretty cool job. That is a pretty cool job. Your favorite cereal as a kid? Uh, um, fruity Pebbles. It's a great. Listen, I'm 41 years old and I still eat fruity pebbles. <laughs> why? Uh, yeah. Why would Who you doesn't? Know? Captain Crunch. Heck yeah. Oh, oh, I might change my answer now. Captain Crunch might be up there too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Your favorite school subject? Uh, it's probably a tie between math and science. I like science okay. a lot. All right. And then uh, two more here. Okay. Um, let's see. If you could be in any movie, which movie would it be? You know what? This is going to be a weird answer. I've known this movie before. Okay, but I want to say Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick with the with um, that Tom Cruise. a good movie. Out. I have yet to see it. I've heard it has like one of the best reviews of, of any movie ever, and that just looks super cool flying around in these jets and just being that that would be that'd be cool. I highly, 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 highly recommend it. Great movie. Great movie. All right, last Either one. That or Happy, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Happy dude. Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. All right, last one. Would you rather go to the beach or the mountain? Beach. Great answer. That is a correct answer, my friend. That is the correct answer. Uh, Tyler, thank <clears throat> you so much for for coming on. And uh, you know, we were just talking about it because, like, we literally just connected yesterday, and then today we had our episode. You are literally my fastest, you know, person who answered me, and you know, and I got to interview for the podcast. So you got that prize, my friend. <laughs> 
Uh, thank you so much. Where can people find you on uh, on uh, social media? Yeah, so uh, my Instagram name and Facebook and TikTok is Amazing Tyler One. Amazing Tyler One. Uh, my website is AmazingTyler.com, and on the website, um, they can watch videos, see pictures, see all the things I've been on TV. And then my upcoming schedule is also on there as well. Um, so you can see where I'm going to be this summer. I'll be releasing my baseball schedule um, probably around early April. Um, so catch me wherever you are listening in the country. You can uh, Hopefully I'm coming to a ballpark near you. Awesome. Awesome. And again, thank you so much. And then uh, I'll make sure to put all of this information on the notes. So that way people can go ahead and follow you. And uh, and uh, good luck to you in, uh, in this uh, 2023 season, my friend. Awesome, man. It was my pleasure, man. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Tyler. Now, again, make sure you guys are following him on all socials, Instagram, on, on Twitter. Go to his website. You get to see a lot of the cool videos there that he has on YouTube and all that fun stuff. OK, um, again, thank you, uh, Tyler. That was a lot of fun. Um, now, uh, I'm going to end this episode with thanking everybody for supporting me and supporting uh, the podcast. I could not be doing this without you. Uh, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. And now... Let's end it the right way. The dad joke of the episode. And here it is. My bank recently called me to let me know I had an outstanding balance. I told them, well, thank you. I used to do gymnastics and hung up the phone. That was nice of them to say. All right. All right. I'll see myself out. And until then, guys, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.